That's all right. What's up? I'm back. I'm glad. I, I missed you so much. You have no idea. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. It is your morning ritual. Big thanks to Ryan and Bruce for crushing it. I mean, I didn't listen to one second of it. You mean destroying vacations, the ratings vacations. that we worked so hard to that, make? That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, we had people in town, and uh, we did things with them. My best friend, his... Uh, his wife there too. It's not like that stuff, you jerk. I saw your reaction. You know how hard it is. We have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, a five-year-old, a one-year-old, and you're trying to figure out what to do. And uh, you got to be uh, you got to be creative with them because they have literally uh, no attention span and high demands. That's what they have. Anyway, well, I won the what? bet because uh, Bruce was certain that you wouldn't come in this morning. Oh, because I, th- I thought I'd be sick. Yeah, of course. Honestly, I'm not 100%. I don't know what the hell happened. What's wrong with you, I, There's, man? You know what? There's like this nasty sinus infection that's going around. I know people that have had it for six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, it's just crazy. That's what do- doctors are telling me this. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. Doctors say they're seeing it a lot. There's like, They can last six weeks, eight weeks, even longer, uh, despite the fact that you might actually get some kind of crazy, uh, crazy antibiotic. Anyway, before I go into that stuff, and, and really whatever, three things I think you need to know uh, number one, David Garcia, I guess, who's, you know, there's still going to be a Democratic primary for governor. He's running for governor. He's a Democrat. He's a nut. We have to get the David Garcia, the fam- world famous soundbite on this show, ready to go at some point, Ryan. Um, he apparently went to the Net Roots conference over the weekend and said, imagine a world, imagine Arizona with no walls, no walls. We'll play the soundbite. That's what he's pushing. Do you want as much as we might have a problem with uh, Doug Ducey? Because, listen, we we. We know when people are phony, right? We get that stuff. But there's a big difference between phony and insane. And this dude's insane. Insane. Uh, so we'll, we'll, get to, uh, we'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, gun control, right? Gun control. Gun. Apparently, there's breaking news coming out that the media is ignoring. Um, the Daily Beast, a leftist website of all places, reported that apparently the Parkland shooter, remember that back in uh, February? The Parkland shooter asked for help, wanted to be transferred. He said, I need help, was denied by the school district. We'll get to that. They tried to hide that report. A judge ordered it to be released. That's kind of a big deal there too, isn't it? I believe so. Third thing that I think you need to know, violence from Antifa all over the place. You know, over the weekend, the media is sitting there, Trump is inciting violence. He's going to cause a reporter to get hurt. Blah, 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 blah. No, give me a break. Uh, the violence is incited by Maxine Waters, the rest of the left that calls for resistance. You know, nutjob Cory Booker. There were Antifa. I mean, you know about the Antifa violence in Portland that happened with, uh, with ICE that was there. Apparently, some Trump guy got clubbed over the head. Uh, Antifa used violence to shut down a Providence Freedom Rally. Antifa also was at Berkeley where 20 people were arrested as they went against people that were against Marxism. Imagine that. They were trying to use their First Amendment rights to say we're against Marxism, and, they, and Antifa got in there. These people got arrested with weapons, you name it. Is the media even covering this? I don't think so. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, where, where do you want to start? You, okay, there's, there's so much, so much uh, happening with the, uh, the insane uh, people on the other side. Again, you know, Trump is in all, he's like everywhere. What, three rallies in the past five days? Three rallies in the past five days. Or is that what it was? He's going to do more again? He was in Ohio on Saturday. And 
And he's talking about the fact there's going to be, uh, you know, he doesn't think there's going to be a blue wave. He thinks there could be a red wave. Things are actually going well. Now, the media is trying to tell everybody it's not going well. And you have to, you have to sit back and think, okay? Just because the media says it doesn't mean it's true. Don't get swayed by it. I tell you that all the time, right? And, uh, you know, the clearest example of that is Trump winning the election. It's just freaking obvious. Uh, so when everything seems to be going pretty well, doesn't it? I mean, Iran. I feel okay. Iran Right now, look at it. Iran, and this could have been the top three things also. You do feel okay. Uh, Iran, um, the people are revolting against that terrorist regime in Iran. Their economy is is just, it's, in, it's being destroyed, and Trump is putting the squeeze on them again. If you heard Fox News at the top of the hour, uh, where they're going to put sanctions in place that basically cut off so much, so much of uh, their finances when it comes to oil sales, ability to get American dollars, everything that Obama let happen. Um, so listen, they're one of the biggest enemies. They're going to be hurting for a while. Uh, and the people might overthrow the government there, which, well, maybe you have actually democracy. I, I if doesn't mean terrorists are going to take over there. I, there are some good people in Iran. So that's, that's something good. Look, the economy is just roaring right now. It is, it's literally on fire. And people are trying very, very hard to try to, to say that, um, well, things are about to collapse. The housing market, the people, rich, rich people getting scared about selling their Hampton homes, not getting what they wanted. The market will always dictate it. People are getting jobs. Wages are going up. It's happening. It's happening. Jobs are being created. All these jobs that we were told by Obama are now never coming back are coming back. Uh, I mean, things are actually really, really good. Yet, I want you to hear, before we play David Garcia, let's play um, Nutjob Cory Booker. <laughs> this guy is, I mean, and you know what's crazy? These people want to be members of Congress, and they could they are some of the stupidest people. Some of the, either they're dumb or they're lying or they're both, who knows. I want you to hear what uh, Cory Booker had to say over the weekend at the Netroots uh, conference. Here we go. I'm a big believer that if America, if this country hasn't broken your heart, then you don't love her enough. Pause it. What the hell does that even mean? What is it? You know, these people come up with these random statements. I mean, they try to be like Obama in that aspect. They come up with random statements. If America hasn't broken your heart, you don't love her enough. What? And then you get, you know, you'll have some dopes that go, yeah, yeah, he's right. They don't even know. Yeah, it sounds good. They have no idea what he means. Sounds good. Well, if Garrett hasn't made you mad enough, then you haven't listened enough. Oh, that, that's actually true. Uh-huh. Why is he going to be mad? It's not mad. It's passion, pointing out some stupidity, along with pointing out great things that are happening, by the way. Anyway, let's, con- let's continue what he says. Because there's things that are savagely wrong in this country. What? Savagely. Savagely there's wrong. There's a normalcy of injustice that we've accepted. Well, yeah, all the politicians stealing that. Thank you. Like, that's what it comes down to is that, no, we're mad. We're very mad at the fact that our eyes are being open to truths that trade deals that took place 70 years ago made sense then. And either we have politicians that are too dumb, too lazy or too corrupt to modernize them, and it costs us jobs and money. And our own politicians are on the sides of foreign governments than the American people. Things are getting changed right now. They're turning around. I saw a tweet from the Cato Institute over the weekend, and I retweeted it this morning. In 1820, 94% of the world's population lived in extreme poverty. 
1820, 94%. In 1990, 34.8% were in extreme poverty. In 2015, just 9.6% were in extreme poverty. So, like, when nutjob Cory Booker is out there and he's saying these things and he's just rambling and and he's saying that things are savagely wrong here, what, I, in my heart of hearts, I mean, I have no idea what people believe and blah, 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 but in my heart of hearts, I think people are looking around saying, actually, it's pretty freaking good. Why the hell would I want to vote for this guy? Yeah. You know, they're actually going pretty damn well. And the story over the weekend I also saw... Um, Rasmussen had Trump at, what is it, 50%? Mm-hmm. And it was five points higher than Obama, and he's higher than Obama ever was in his presidency? I, I'd add to that, too, by the way. But, uh, I mean, I just, I just, you know, I'm, when I hear Cory Booker saying those things and people like that saying those things, keep talking. Keep talking. I got to find this soundbite. There's another uh, wannabe, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Remember that name because it'll be gone in about 15 minutes. Or 15 minutes of fame. I mean, if that dolt goes to Congress, the people in New York deserve her. Uh, however, there was another nut out in uh, Missouri called, named Cory Bush. I, I've been trying to find this out, but I saw it on Fox News over the weekend. Fox News reporter asked her, you want people to pay their fair share? What does that mean? And they, she couldn't, of course, come up with a number. She had, no, she, was, she had no idea what she was even talking about. No idea what she was even talking about. And, I mean, I, I, was, I was dumbfounded. I, I paused it, and I had my wife watch it. She's like, oh, my God. And I've been looking for it all weekend long. I can't find it on YouTube for some reason. I will find it. I sweat Ryan's on it. We will be on it. It's going to happen. Um, it's, I mean, it. and I'm thinking this woman, and she's running for Congress, by the way, in Missouri. She's running for Congress. And I'm like, somebody this dumb, literally this dumb, wants to be in Congress. And I'll bet you there, we know there are people that are even dumber than her. So everybody just chill out. We need to just chill out when it comes to that stuff. Anyway, we have a lot of stuff to get to. We'll talk about the uh, Trump-LeBron tweet. I see you know, people that normally like Trump saying that Trump had no reason to post this about LeBron and tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah again, he's not, you, he's not your normal president. He, oh, you found it. I, I, I found a guy talking about it. Oh, we got to listen to okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, this is so good, though. Yes. <laughs> what he called dumb. Don Don Lemon. Yeah, we we have to get to that. We'll do that at six forty because right. he Trump had every right to do that. You know, you want a fighter, and when he fights, he can't say no. He shouldn't fight. You can't do that. Well, it doesn't get him anything. Actually, it does. And you know what's funny? The media wants to attack him. Here we go. It's nothing. And, and you know what they do? They purposely don't actually tell you what LeBron James said. We have that for you. Uh, first, of all, we'll play the David Garcia, Democratic uh, candidate for governor here in Arizona. ASU professor on this show after the interview on the air, if you missed it, asked us to give him questions ahead of time. Send him information about what I'm going to ask him ahead of time so he'll be better prepared for the interview. This, I mean, this is the ultimate government employee. He's a professor at ASU, wants to be governor. Send me all that stuff ahead. Send me the information so I know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, you have to earn that. <laughs> who sends me the, Ryan, who sends me the information ahead of time? Me. <laughs> I'm up at two o'clock in the morning. Shut up. <laughs> you do. Who sends us the information? <laughs> Nobody. We do it. Anyway, 
Uh, we'll get to that because we can. So anyway, well, he, what David Garcia said, it's just, it's classic. And actually, he's getting called out. Called out by a uh, Democratic strategist here in Arizona who says, basically, he's playing the race. I mean, it when his own people are calling him out for using his last name, Garcia, to get elected, it's just, uh, it's awesome. So we'll get to that. It's coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Done. All right, 629, Garrett Lewis with you. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, it's going to be a warm one today. I know you're extremely surprised by that one. Uh, 84 right now, 108. Isolated storm as possible. 108. Don't worry, we cool down to 104 tomorrow. Thunderstorms start uh, tomorrow scattered throughout the Sunday, is what it says now. And pretty much the only day of sun will be next Monday. Good luck. Uh, really quick, let's play David Garcia before we do that. Really quick. Uh, David Garcia, number 19. This is what he said at the Net Roots Conference. Democratic uh, candidate for governor here in Arizona, uh, who is, I mean, dangerously dumb. Here we go. Listen to this. I want to just take a second and imagine. Let's just imagine. All right, John Lennon. <laughs> just imagine. No wall. No wall in southern Arizona. Hmm. Kind of like now? Yeah, exactly. Just imagine. That's cool. Uh, there are walls up around your classroom. Walls up around the Net Roots Conference, whatever. Uh, Dan. Dan, welcome to KNST. Hello, Dan. Good morning. How are you doing today? All right, what's going on? I haven't screwed up all week. That's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, last week, they made a big deal out of the fact that um, there were um, a lot of the jobs, the jobs numbers came in less than what they expected. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember that. And I got to thinking, aren't we at the lowest uh, unemployment rate in a long time and there's less uh people to be employed than there are jobs. Yep, there's actually, what, 3.8% unemployment rate, and actually there's 6.6 million jobs and 6.1 million people unemployed. So, so do the math. Maybe the number of jobs went down because they can't find people to fill the job. That, you opposed. know what, yes. <laughs> and you know, that that's the frightening thing, though, because then they're going to say, all right, let's cool it. Let's bring in more people that can do it then from around the world, which, man, it's... Yeah, but nobody looked at it that way. They all said, oh, well, it's disappointing. It's Trump's economy is going south. And (laughs) as opposed to uh, looking at the numbers. And saying, yeah, we've had, we've created so many jobs. Yes. That maybe, yeah. No, listen, uh, you're right. That's, again, that's just, you know what that, it's more fake news. That's how they want, they look at it and they twist it one way to be negative. We look at it and twist it, and you could say to be positive or look at it realistically. That's what I'm trying to do. Look yeah. at it realistically. Imagine that. Well, you know what? That disqualifies you from journalism, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, I'll get back to my other job then. All right. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. 632, we'll continue. We're going to get to um, uh, more on David Garcia in the next hour or two. I know we'll get to We have to also get to a share of Joe making a fool of himself with Sasha Baron Cohen in the next hour. Uh, however, coming back uh, in about uh, five minutes, the... Trump tweet about LeBron and what LeBron actually said that the media doesn't actually say or report what LeBron actually said. Uh, was Trump right to uh, attack LeBron and just actually be funny? I think so. We'll get to that coming up. Right now, it's Fox. Enjoy it. What's up? 642, Gary Lewis with you. 
Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Democratic candidate for Arizona here in Arizona. That's why I said Arizona. Sorry. I got to shake off the rust. I was off a week. David Garcia tells the Netroots Conference over the weekend, you know, imagine a Southern Arizona without a wall. That's what he wants. And he's then called out by a Democratic strategist for using his last name to get Latinos to vote for him. He said, it's not a dog whistle, it's a dog howl. That's from a Hispanic Democratic act, uh, strategist. We'll get to that. Don't you? It's, it's that good, that good. Second thing that I think you need to know, we're going to change it up a little bit. A federal judge has said that Trump has to reinstate DACA. It's unconstitutional. Got to reinstate it. Activist judge. Why? Because in his mind, the Trump administration didn't give a good enough reason to stop it. Excuse me? Yep, that actually... That actually happened. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know. Well, how about this one? We'll do this one. We'll go with the local stuff. Um, remember the worldview explosion? The big worldview right here in Tucson. The big They had a big blast. Hydrogen, stuff like that. Originally, we were told it was just a couple hundred thousand bucks, something like that, and damage and blah, blah, blah. Well, Allie Miller demanded a report, and it finally was released from Chuck Huckleberry. 475,000, more than double. The original estimate. That's how powerful that explosion was. Uh, four to seventy-five grand in damage. Three things I think you need to know. <clears throat> so, uh, now, when I saw Trump's tweet about LeBron James, I started laughing. I thought it was funny. Now, LeBron did something nice. This is what this is what cracks me up. Okay, LeBron. Apparently started a school for kids that are, you know, troubled youth and uh, you know, all that stuff, right? So LeBron James, uh, that, that's what he did. So all of a sudden people are, are, are saying, how could Trump tweet something about LeBron James? How, how is this even possible? Um, what's going on there? But we'll get to that in just a second. Now, again, well, LeBron James did with his own money is great. He opened an elementary school. Uh, he's also guaranteeing college tuition to graduates. It's called the I Promise School. 240 at-risk third and fourth graders are going there. And free tuition, free uniforms, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks. Um, free transportation within two miles, free bike, free helmet, access to a food pantry, uh, guaranteed tuition for all grads to the University of Akron. Classes will expand from first to eighth grade by 2022, he said. All this stuff. I'm assuming he's paying for all this doesn't really say but i'm assuming he didn't listen let's give him the let's let's say he is because in the cnn article it didn't say any anywhere where you know i'm assuming i mean he's doing this um now he backed hillary okay it's fine so lebron and and you know well this is this is great how could he be against this what lebron is doing is showing how the government can't run things this is what cracks me up about all this stuff, okay? LeBron James loved Obama, supported Hillary. Why didn't he just take his money and just give it to the government, say, make it better? Because what LeBron James did is exactly the opposite of what Hillary and Obama would want to be done. Think about it. They would want the government to take over and make the rules, be in charge of that stuff, right? And LeBron said, forget that. I'm going to use my money, do it myself, because I can do it better. 
I don't even think LeBron James knows exactly what he did. Seriously. LeBron wanted Hillary. He loved Obama. Hillary wanted to raise taxes even more. Obama did raise taxes to collect the money because the government can take your money and spend it better than you, invest it better than you, put it to make it work better than you. And LeBron could have just taken that same money that he's using to open this school and given it to the government. But instead, he did a small government conservative thing, libertarian thing. I'll do it myself. Funny how that works, huh? So LeBron is too dumb to even know what he actually did. It's true. You know, commend him for this stuff, but he really has no clue as to what he's doing. If he really was smart, he'd go, you know, we need a guy like Trump because I think if we have more competition, I mean, think about it. This school is going to compete with public schools. It's going to make people want to actually go there and public schools are going to say, crap, we need to keep our students. We have to do a better job. So, LeBron does that, which is great, because people are saying, how can Trump attack him? They aren't even looking at it that way. That's how stupid the media is and how dumb people can be, okay? Uh, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out what I just said. Or maybe it does, and I should give myself more credit. I don't know. So, uh, LeBron did an interview with Don Lemon. And, of course, Don Lemon, you know, LeBron wanted to talk about his school. But Don Lemon... Wanted him to say something bad about Trump. Mission accomplished. It's exactly what he did. Right? Uh, 24. Here's just a short clip of what uh, LeBron said about Trump and Don Lemon of CNN egging him on. Here we go. I believe our president is kind of trying to divide us. Um, but I think... Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. Not, I don't want to say kind of. He's, he's dividing us. What would you say to the president if he's sitting right here? Uh, I would never sit across from him. Mm. He would never. He wouldn't talk to him. Nah. I sit that across from Barack, though. So you divide yourself from President Trump is what you're saying. That's it's, So the president's dividing us. He's terrible. But I'll never sit across from him. Why not? Why wouldn't you sit across from him? And explain your point of view. This is like one of the first presidents that actually will listen to you. He'll listen to anybody. He had Kanye friggin' West up in Trump Tower when he won the election. All right, Kanye, tell me what you think. He listens to everybody. He listened to Al Sharpton when he was a builder in New York. He lit. Got, I might not agree. He'll listen. No, no, no. And by the way, I, I don't think LeBron James is racist. He voted for, for Hillary. She's white. But it's kind of funny how... Sexist. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I know. But it's funny how all of a sudden LeBron uh, has no problem saying, I would never sit across from Trump, but I'd sit across from Barack. All this is okay, right? Again, why should Donald Lemon talk about, you know, you think he's dividing us, but black people are working more than ever. Nah, not dividing us. Dividing us. I mean, it just shows how ignorant LeBron James is. So, and, and, and how stupid Don Lemon is, which is exactly what Trump tweeted out, which I thought was funny. It was really funny. Do you have that tweet in front of you? Yes, I do. Read it. LeBron James, this is Trump, August 3rd, so Friday night. LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike, which is just kind of funny, right? Just kind of funny right there. I, I like Mike. And, of course, Michael Jordan came out and said he backs LeBron. Because why not, right? Why not? Why not? So whatever. Who gives a crap? But people are going, why, why would Trump tweet that stuff? Because 
He just got attacked. He fights back. He's not going to sit there and just take all this criticism. He's not going to do it. He doesn't get a win there, but he does. Because he points out, hopefully, and here's the thing, the media, they're not all playing what I just played for you, right? They're just telling you that Trump attacked LeBron James. As if it's out of nowhere and nobody wanted, and, and, and Trump just did it unprovoked. And by the way, apparently it's racist too. Did you know that? Mm. It's racist that that happened. Jake Tapper played that clip and then had uh, the Massachusetts governor, Democrat Deval Patrick on, another genius, 25. This one's a real beauty. Um, this is what uh, Jake Tapper said and Deval Patrick said about that, uh, about the Trump tweet that I just read to you. Here we go. Now, you're a former assistant attorney general for civil rights. There are a lot of observers out there who saw the president's tweet as yet another example of the president's racism. Do you agree? Well, you know, it's hard to argue with that, but it's nothing new. And, and, the, and the tweets are all the same. Wow. You know, they're all about, they're all about uh, division. Wow. Holy. <laughs> really? Really? The most... So again, if Trump says something about a person, unless it's white, if he says something bad about someone that's white, then um, then it's okay, I guess. Maybe, who knows? If he says something bad about somebody that happens to be black, it has nothing to do with the color of his skin, he's automatically racist. What, uh, of course, what LeBron said can't be racist, that he'll never sit across from Donald Trump, that's not racist. Trump calls LeBron not too smart, that's racist. I didn't realize calling someone not too smart is... Um, is now racist. But that's just that's why people look at the news. They go, give me a break. It's fake news. It's garbage. And this is why people mock the news. They don't watch it anymore. By the way, a pro-Trump black pastor, Darnell, uh, Daryl Scott, uh, said he thinks Trump will be, quote, the most pro-black president in his lifetime. Pro-black president in his lifetime. Criticized Obama, this black pastor, saying he felt like he didn't have to prove uh, anything, a dedication to the black and faith-based communities. But this guy knows Trump, has met with Trump, sees how the black unemployment rate is historically low. Yeah, real racist. I mean, just so dumb. 653, we'll continue. KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating. Tom. All right, it's 7.08. It's Monday, August 6th. So good to be back. Again, thanks to Bruce. Thanks to Ryan. Can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, you can. It's it's your morning ritual. <laughs> Should I give me a list? With Cashish, baby. <laughs> morning ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, I'll tell you later, Ryan. Number one, uh, David Garcia, Democratic candidate for governor in Arizona, tells the Netroots Conference over the weekend Imagine Southern Arizona without a wall. Yep, you elect that guy, he'll do everything he can to fight Trump to not have a wall. So you might be a little bit, uh, well, not not exactly thrilled with everything Doug Ducey has done. He's done some good things. He's lowered taxes. I get it. I know you look at him and you're like, I don't know if I can trust him. I get it. But he's not David Garcia. Let's put it that way. That guy's... (laughs) I think Ducey has learned his lesson for the most part. Uh, as he refused to go, remember he refused to go to the Mesa airport to greet Trump when he was the nominee for the Republicans. But all of a sudden, a couple of months ago, he's in the White House meeting with the president about border security. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Learn your lesson. 
Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, by the way, I'll put that video on my page, David Garcia saying that, uh, at KNSD.com a little bit later. Second thing uh, that I think you need to know, a uh, federal judge is ordering the Trump administration to reinstate DACA because in his mind, they haven't given up a, a good enough reason as to why they stopped that unconstitutional thing. Yes, DACA. I, it's, it's just insane to me. It's insane. You know, it'd be cool if the president, and I, I hate this because it's not what we do, but if the president just ignores the federal judge just the way Obama ignored everything, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, third thing, I think you need to know, a report coming out from Pima County shows that blast, the explosion at Worldview, uh, when the hydrogen exploded and the whatever. Nobody was killed, thank God. Uh, but we were told it's just a couple hundred grand. Remember, we paid for Worldview, their whole spaceport, everything in Pima County. Pima County taxpayers paid for everything. Uh, Allie Miller wanted to know exactly what it cost, so she, she demanded it, and it turns out it was way more than the, than the couple hundred grand that was estimated, $475,000 in damage. Insurance covered it, but why were they lying about it? Three things that I think you need to know. Why are people against that knowledge coming out? Anyway, anyway just you have that. So really quick, I was talking about LeBron James, and we'll get the share of Joe embarrassing himself in just a second, but I was talking about LeBron James. If you If you missed it, LeBron said some really bad things about President Trump. Uh, LeBron was getting touted by the media uh, to um, uh, for for apparently being behind this "I promise" school where kids get free stuff and other things, and it sounds great. And I just want you to hear really quick. Yeah, let's play twenty four one more time. What LeBron James said uh, about uh, Donald Trump, Don Lemon from CNN, egged him on, and then Trump responded back by basically saying Don Le- Don Lemon's the stupidest guy on TV. But he made LeBron look smart, which is hard to do, which I think is funny, right? I think is very funny. Um, media is ignoring that, what LeBron said about Trump, and instead concerning what Trump said, calling it racist, which calling somebody dumb is not racist. That's whatever. Here we go. Listen to LeBron. I believe our president is kind of trying to divide us. Um, but I think kind of. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is. Not, I don't want to say kind of. He's, he's dividing us. What would you say to the president if he's sitting right here? Uh, I would never sit across from him. He would never. Mm. You want to talk to him? No. No. I'll sit across from Barack, though. Of course you will. So I want to thank uh, Michael uh, listening on the iHeartRadio app in Winter Park, Florida, uh, because this show is that good, and apparently everything else in Florida sucks. So uh, thank you, Michael, for uh, for listening. He sent me a story because I was like, you know, who's who's paying for this? What's going on? Uh, there was a story in the Cleveland Plain Dealer about this. Cleveland.com is the website. Who's paying for the new I Promise School from LeBron? Uh, LeBron or the Akron Public Schools? And it turns out he's paying for some of it. But it says here the exact breakdown of expenses for the new I Promise School is unclear. Since the district and the LeBron James Family Foundation are still sorting out final details of their contract. So it's not even done yet. But he's like, hey, I got this. However, it says the district will pay more than half the cost, perhaps around 75% when it is fully running. So it means the taxpayers will pay for the bulk of the costs. Huh. District officials are walking a fine line this week as they try to explain how the new school, which aims to help at-risk students, will work. On the one hand, James and his foundation are making a huge gift to the city and its students to complete a vision James says he's been developing for years. His foundation says it's spending about $2 million for the school's first year, including startup costs. It's also committed to spending $2 million or more a year when the school has grown to capacity. The exact amount is still to be determined. 
And it, LeBron's name is also very big in drawing community support. That'll help the school uh, and the most struggling kids in the city go to this school. Okay, right? The district treasurer said this school would not have happened without the partnership with LeBron James. On the other hand, I promise is a district school. It's not private. It's not even a charter school. It's a form of public schools that are funded with tax dollars but are privately run. I promise will be run by the district. It's a district-owned building. District will hire and pay teachers and administration. Kids will ride district buses to school. Eat free breakfast and lunch to the district gives all students. And eventually, this school, it eventually will cost about $8 million a year to run out of the district's regular budget, covered mostly by shifting students, teachers, and money from other schools, the district says. So LeBron's out there celebrating this, and eventually, it's just taking money from other schools to run this school. District spokesman Mark Williamson, quote, the coverage made it look like the whole thing is his. He did a lot, but taxpayers should know it's their investment, too. Huh. Interesting. So it's not all LeBron James, but they acted. Oh, and you, you, if you read the cesspool of Twitter, LeBron is doing all this stuff and Trump says this. This is, again, this is drive by. Do people know the details? About $500,000 of the contributions, uh, foundation's contribution this year, uh, and likely more will continue. So LeBron's donating a half a mil through his foundation. More will continue. Those uh, cover extra teachers to reduce class sizes to 23 students per teacher at most, uh, and also an after-school program. So that only covers two grades. Costs will quadruple to $2 million a year as the school grows to eight grades. The $2 million will be would be about a fifth of the school's total costs, but the foundation will also increase in other ways. Um, so they're going to do stuff. They're going to... I'm not going to get into the, the, all the details, but bottom line is, as the district spokesman said, taxpayers are covering most of the bill. Right? And when it comes to those guaranteed scholarships, it's not LeBron's, LeBron James's foundation that's covering that. It says here, the university, not the foundation, is guaranteeing those scholarships. Though the two are hoping to raise money to cover some costs. So taxpayers, University of Akron, uh, they will be covering those costs. Huh. Interesting stuff, huh? You don't generally hear that in the media. All you hear is Trump's the worst. Um, why didn't LeBron just say, you know what? My name was attached to help get things done. Taxpayers are covering most of it. My foundation is kicking in. We're going to continue to kick in. He didn't say that, though, did he? Hmm. You didn't build that. Boom. Thank you. Boom. Well played. Well played. So, uh, as the media freaks out over what Trump said, the truth comes out. You got to read a little bit more deeply. Not everybody has time. I get it. Of course, the media's job is to read more deeply, but why should they? Right? Why should they? Um, it just fits the narrative, again, of the fake news and, and everything that they do. You can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, again, because even some people that love Trump are like, why did he do this? It wasn't necessary. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you know what? It leads to more people researching and exposing as well. That's what I think. So we have that. All right, 718 now on uh, KNST AM 790. And uh, Sheriff Joe was in the news. Did you hear about uh, what happened to Sheriff Joe? Now, 
he he got uh, bamboozled. But you got to be like the biggest idiot ever to do what he did. You really do. Sasha Baron Cohen, I don't want to give his show. Um, I mean, I really don't want to give his show any more credit than I have to, but I got to play what Sheriff Joe did. I mean, how did he not get up and walk away? Sasha Baron Cohen plays some, you know, weirdo from Finland. Not saying people from Finland are weird, but just a weirdo from Finland. And he gets Sheriff Joe to say things. We had to bleep it out. Uh, but something that he would accept from Trump. I mean, just Sheriff Joe is, look, 85, 86. There's a reason why Sheriff Joe, it's not because he's old that he said this stuff. There's another reason why he said this stuff and fell victim to it. And he's saying he was set up. Dude, you agreed to this. You agreed to this. I right, Wait till you hear what Sheriff Joe said. and I mean, it was just crazy. That's coming up. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating. 727, thank you for hanging out. Gary Lewis with you on KNST AM790. I'll post the, um, the LeBron James story about what's actually happening on my Facebook. It's coming up. Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Also on Twitter, at Gary Lewis on Twitter. Two R's, one T. Otherwise, you're following a uh, meteorologist from Northwest Arkansas. True story. He's the 2T Garrett Lewis. I'm the 1T Garrett Lewis. So uh, You have low T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have less T. Well played. I'll give you that one. Well played. See, I've been saving all these jokes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, be quiet over there, jerk store. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really hot. 108 today for a high isolated thunderstorm chance of it. Scattered thunderstorms looks like it starts tomorrow uh, through Sunday. Maybe a break Monday and then back again. We'll see. Um, so let's play uh, really quick. Really quick. This, some of the Sheriff Joe stuff. Uh, sh- again, I, I don't want to give Sasha Baron Cohen. I'm not giving him any credit. You're not going to watch his show. Let's face it. Why are you talking about it? Well, sure. I can't believe people are this stupid, by the way. Like, people are just seriously dumb. Doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, doesn't doesn't matter. Sheriff Joe um, went on Sasha Baron Cohen. He didn't realize he was going on Sasha Baron Cohen's show. I guess Sheriff Joe was asked to do an interview, right? On the, uh, you know, for whatever, and ended up on his, you know, Who's America? Is that what it's called? Who's America? Sure. It was awful. So apparently, Sasha Bacon played a Finnish TV host named uh, OMG Whizboy OMG or something like that, right? That's what it is. And he starts asking him about, and they bring up um, Lewinsky's, let's just say, and uh, the hand version of that. I can say that. At one point, I'll put the video on my page at KNSD.com. At one point, Sheriff Joe was uh, apparently telling a toy donut about guns. I didn't want to even put that in there. When when a host is is playing with a little toy donut, a little toy, and saying that uh, you know, explain guns and no, no, get up and walk away. How can you be so stupid? He he had gun control talks with a toy donut, and it's not because Joe is eighty six or whatever the hell he is. You have no if, Sheriff Joe, unless he did a good job trying to fight illegal immigration. I get that stuff, but Sheriff Joe is all about Sheriff Joe. I've talked to him in the past. And I can't even ask him, like, I talked to him, hey, do you want to come on the show and talk about this? He starts talking about himself without giving me an answer. And it's annoying. For 15 minutes. It's annoying. So here is, you have the beeps in there too, Ryan? Uh, for the second one. Oh, the, this one first. Okay, yeah. yeah that's right. So, Sasha Baron Cohen asks a question, brings up golden showers because Trump loves gold. 
and he could have a shower that's made out of gold. And of course, he's talking about golden showers, though, about, you know, when people urine. Anyway, listen to this. So do you think President Trump, he's your friend, do you think he might have had a golden shower? Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. I would love to have a golden shower. Do you think there's any way you could get President Trump to give me a golden shower? In Finland? Or in America, in Washington, in the White House? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, If he sees this, uh, and the way you're speaking, he's going to like you. Because you think like he thinks. Oh, God. I mean, really? Is it because he's all about his ego? Maybe it's because he's old. How do you not pick up on this stuff? And by the way, this this is just old, by the way, what Sasha Baron Cohen's doing. It's just, and I'm not, whether he did it to a Democrat or not, he's just stupid. Like, he has to set them up. We actually ask questions, and their answers are enough for themselves, right? Like the David Garcia stuff. The Cortez chick, the Cory Bush, who couldn't figure out how much rich people pay versus poor people, but rich need to pay more. I mean, their answers to actual legitimate questions are what make them look like fools. It takes Sasha Baron Cohen to dress up and play a character to trick stupid people to make them look like fools. Um, it, it. I'm sorry, you just, how do you fall for this? How do you fall for this? And it gets even uh, more ridiculous. Uh, he used the word hand. Let me just say the word hand and blow are beeped out. Okay, that's it. Here we go. My first job was a from my mother, mm-hmm. and it was newspapers. What was your first? So let me say this: me, whatever I did in my life, I always did that extra. It gets me in trouble sometimes. You wanted to give the best possible, extra sometimes. Oh, so if Donald Trump calls you up after this and says, Sheriff Joe, I want to offer you an amazing would you say yes? I may have to say yes. I I mean, he said, I... Sheriff Joe, I have to offer you an amazing Lewinsky. Would you say yes? I'd have to say yes. What the hell is wrong with you? How did you solve crimes? Um, Sheriff Joe is saying again he was duped. No crap, dude. He said, I'm kind of disappointed I fell for their trap. So he told the Arizona Republic. Kind of disappointed? Kind of. A little bit. He realized he'd been duped earlier this week after he saw that Palin was uh, lashing out at Sasha Baron Cohen. I start thinking, wait a minute, this could be the interview I had too. Uh, duh. So dumb. So ridiculously stupid. So, there's that. You can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, and some people have emailed me and Facebook. Why haven't you had Sheriff Joe on yet? First off, it's not my job. I don't care that much. I know what he's... He hasn't reached out to me. I'm not going to go out to him. And I, I don't even think it'd be good radio. It's just... How do you let yourself just drop out now? Drop out of the race now, Joe. Just go away. Um, You're just wasting everybody's time and their money and everything, and you're hurting Kelly Ward. Go away. 734, we'll continue. We'll play uh, for you what uh, David Garcia, 
what he said. He is a Democratic candidate, leading Democratic candidate for governor here. He wants no walls, told a group that. We'll get to that. And apparently he's getting called out by a Democratic strategist here for playing the uh, Hispanic card or Latino card. It's coming up right now. Here's five. Yes, 742. Garrett Lewis with you here on KNST AM 793. Things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Democratic candidate for governor, David Garcia, uh, we'll play this in a second, uh, told a crowd over the weekend, imagine Arizona, Southern Arizona with no walls. He's he's a borderless guy, borderless world. No walls. Isn't that just great? We'll get that too. He's also being called out by a Democratic strategist for using his last name to get votes, which is identity politics. Yep, 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 yep. Even Democrats are calling him out for that. Dude is a complete disaster. Second thing that I think you need to know, a federal judge, his name is John Bates. Um, he's calling for the Trump administration to reinstate DACA because they haven't given a sufficient explanation for ending the policy. It is unconstitutional as the day is long. Are you kidding me right now? The president can't make law. Congress makes law. These people are nuts. These, these activist judges, man, these activist judges. Third thing, I think you need to know the big giant explosion that happened months ago at Worldview right here in Tucson. Uh, remember, Pima County taxpayers paid for their headquarters. Uh, it turns out that the damage is more than double the original estimates. This would never have gotten out if Allie Miller didn't demand uh, Huckleberry release it. $475,000 in damage from that explosion. Insane. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, we have this David Garcia. Let's play this soundbite. He's at Netroots over the weekend, and he said some crazy stuff, man. Just some crazy stuff. Uh, just listen listen to this. Here we go. I want to just take a second and imagine. Let's just imagine. Just imagine. No wall. No wall in southern Arizona. Yeah. What is he trying to be? Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez? You trying to do that? Uh, turns out he also, by the way, Arizona Republic had this story a couple months ago in June. David Garcia had a fundraiser at Tom Steyer, the billionaire hedge fund guy who's a green, loving, open borders, loving guy. He had a fundraiser in his mansion in San Francisco. He is an anti-Trump guy. All this stuff. Oh, he hates Trump. Your mic on? Good. He hates Trump. Everything, thank you. Everything that he could do to take down Trump, he will do. And Tom Steyer is funding uh david garcia right and on top of that people that are supporting david garcia are admitting this is from the nation.com it's a lefty website uh that mass legal immigration legal because make it all legal get rid of the border mass legal immigration from central america and mexico could turn arizona into a democrat stronghold like california that's what they're counting on it says here from the nation with Garcia, a Mexican-American who comes from and resonates with the Latino community, does that really, just because he's Latino, does he really resonate with you? There are Jews that don't resonate for me with me, and I don't resonate with Jews. Not all of them. How racist is that? Well, all Latinos think the same. Anyway, they say he has the potential to bring more Latinos to the polls. His campaign itself will be matched by the organizational muscle of networks like One Arizona, which registered 150,000 Latino voters in six weeks in 2016. Yeah. He's also endorsing, by the way, abolish ICE. 
He's all about that. Abolish ICE. Now there's a story in the Washington Free Beacon about this guy. Longtime Democratic operative in Arizona says he's disappointed that David Garcia, the frontrunner in his party's gubernatorial primary, has embraced a strategy of using his race to court Latino votes, voters in the state. Mario E. Diaz. He led Jana Napolitano's successful campaign to be governor. This guy also is a big political strategist here. Says he's not aligned with any candidate for governor, but he thinks Garcia's aim of using his last name to win over Latinos is both insulting and a losing strategy. He says it's been overtly clear, quote, this is not a dog whistle. This has been a dog howl. They are making the Latino community feel compelled to vote for somebody with the last name Garcia, which to me is an insult to the Latino voter. Shouldn't it be that way? Liberal financier Steve Phillips responded to the party's 2016 loss by founding Democracy in Color. It's a political organization focused on race, politics, and multiracial progressive new American majority. The strategy is outlined in his book, Brown is the New White. Says the Democratic Party's future relies on harnessing progressives, progressive people of color. And he loves David Garcia. Love what he's doing. Do you have the David Garcia, um, the crazy, the short David Garcia when he was on the show? This is how nuts this guy is. Again, I ha- we invited him on the show. Ryan got him on. After he put out a press release, after Trump said, no more DACA, I'll give you six months. And he put out a crazy press release calling Trump racist and everything else. So I wanted to ask him if he knew anything about DACA, and he literally was clueless. He was basing it upon some DACA students in his class at ASU. He admitted that. At the end of the interview, he said this on the air. Listen. Listen, man, I appreciate the time. I kept you on for way too long. I realize the time right now. Um, I'd love to get you on in the future to talk more about this stuff when we have time. Uh, but I appreciate yeah, why you. you. Yeah, and why don't, you, why don't you send me those studies in advance? That'd be helpful. We have a better conversation. Why, why should I prepare you? Shouldn't you be prepared for this? Well, look, should I be prepared for everything that's on the Internet today? No, these are actual stats it, that it's, I... It's a, it's, a, it's a very simple request. I put a lot of work. about a study in particular, send it to me. That's, that's not do, you, do, you, do you send your students the questions to the test in advance? I tell my students what we're going to talk about. Yeah, oh, okay. I tell them what... what well, did we not... Did, you not, the, did your the, guy not tell you that we were going to... Did we not tell you that we were going to talk about DACA? Did we not tell you that? You didn't tell me that we were going to talk about the study, and I don't have the expectation that students read every single book mm. on the Internet in the event okay. that we talk about one. Okay. It's a simple request. Just if you want to talk about a specific Yeah, that's study, not how it works. It, when you do interviews with people, you generally don't send them everything in advance that you're ready to ask them, when, especially when you give them the I'm sorry, subject. I, let's be clear here. I did not say everything. I said, if you want to talk about <laughs> a particular study, and you want to have a meaningful conversation Why don't you go to the migration policy? Why don't you go? Listen, I do a lot of show prep. I work hard for this job. I mean, why don't you go to the Migration Policy Institute and read up on the studies just like I did? That's how you get familiar with the subject and you form an opinion. That's how it works. Well, great, great. And if Ryan had said, hey, check out the Migration Policy Institute, <laughs> we're going to talk hey, about Hey, when you debate Ducey, see if he can get, uh, you know, why don't you ask the moderator for questions in advance as well on time? I mean, this, are you serious right now, man? Dude, you're, you, yeah, wow. Okay. Look, this, I've never we, had this we, in my if, life. If we're going to talk about a particular wow. number, if we're going to talk about a particular statistic, we okay. both need to have it in front of us. Wow. I'll let you know we everything I'll ask in advance. I mean, what, this is what happened with Hillary and Bernie. You don't want to do that. I mean, they, they, they got the questions in oh, advance to Hillary. Like, this is a very, if, if you want to have a oh, meaningful conversation man. about a statistic, we both need to have it in front of us. Well, I appreciate you telling me how to do my job. I wish you nothing but the best is, uh, in, your, in your gubernatorial race, uh, and I hope you get everything in advance that you need before you answer any questions in your next media interview. Like I'm not. I'm not asking for that. You know, I'm not. So okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate thank you. The time. Take care. There you go. Wow. 
I love that. And that guy wants to be your governor. No walls, no clue. I back this without any actual facts to back up why I back it. But hey, it makes sense, doesn't it? 750, it's KNST. Um. Yes. What's going on with you? How you doing? Everything good? Everything, you good? I think we're good. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. You. So glad to be back. Again, thanks to Ryan and Bruce for holding down the fort. Stop blowing up the fort. Why can't I thank you? (laughs) Because we almost blew up the fort. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's cool. Uh, You'll get the emails later. Um, Trust me, I got them when I was... Anyway, um, (laughs) there are three things I think you need to know. Number one. Number one. uh, Democratic candidate for governor here in Arizona, David Garcia, told a crowd at the Netroots Conference over the weekend... Imagine Southern Arizona with no walls. That's exactly what you're going to get if he's governor. A borderless state who will fight Trump at every step. Every step. His backers hate Trump. So he's going to do whatever they want. And he's a a lunatic. He's literally out of his mind. He is out of his mind. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that, and uh, this is just insane, but it unfortunately happening. A federal judge told the Trump administration they must reinstate DACA. They have to reinstate DACA because the Trump administration failed to give a sufficient explanation for ending DACA. Are you kidding me right now? Really? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but he gave an August 23rd date to start. It's an unconstitutional program. This is so insane. Third thing I think you need to know um, well, how about this one? This is, we want I want to talk about this. I've wanted to talk about this. This is a, this is aimed at, uh, or I shouldn't say that this is directed toward, uh, chief Magnus right here in Tucson story from Florida. Hear about this it was a back to school event. Of course, gun free zone, right? Should we, should it be a gun free? I mean, nobody should be shot back to school event. It's a park, hundred people there, kids back to school cookout. Somebody wanted to go shoot a bunch of people. Thank God there was a good guy with his gun. Armed bystanders shot the man who opened fire at this Florida park. He was the only man that was hurt. Good guy with the gun. Uh, Deputy Chief Todd Hutchison, in a statement, said, We're extremely grateful nobody else was injured in the incident. This suspect opened fire at a crowded public park. This could have been so much worse. Of course, he didn't actually, at least from what I read, didn't say, um, Thank God there was a responsible person that was armed that was there. Police chiefs and assistant chiefs can't say that anymore. Thank God that guy was there. Three things that I think you need to know. Um, are you watching that video? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Again, what if there was no armed guy there? I mean, police, they, they're minutes away. It's nothing against police. It's just they're not bodyguards. And you have a guy like Magnus that wants to take away people's guns. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You want to hear against reciprocity. Can't carry my concealed firearm into a different state. That takes away my gun. Enough. So <clears throat> we have that. Now, um, there was a story that I saw because there was that. Remember that shooting in Toronto a couple weeks ago? And nobody knew what it really was, who did it. Then it turned out that a uh, Muslim guy did it. And of course, you can't just say that it could be terrorists. You just don't know. And uh, the family put spin out there. Well, he's mentally challenged. He's mentally disturbed. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? Every radical, radical Islamic terrorist is mentally disturbed. Right? It's all that way. 
Well, there's a story in the Toronto Sun. It's a, an opinion column by uh, Tariq Fata. Huh, no kidding. Fata. That's the guy's name. The shooter was named Faisal Hussein. Apparently, this uh, writer for the Toronto Sun found out that there's a mosque there in Toronto that called for the killing of non-Muslims one by one. That's right. One by one. Yeah. Uh, this is a very interesting column. because, And this is not getting out for some reason, right? Uh, anyway, Justin Trudeau was on vacation when this whole shooting happened in downtown uh, Toronto. I think in Greektown is where it happened. An 18-year-old girl and a 10-year-old girl were killed in this mass shooting. Other people were wounded. Um, so this guy starts and says the Prime Minister finally found time after his vacation to visit Toronto on the Danforth and place a bouquet of flowers at the makeshift memorial for these two victims. For some reason, Justin Trudeau could not condemn the actions of the Pakistani-Canadian who spread terror in our city. Instead, he called for a time of compassion. The hell does that mean? Remember we talked about even in England last year when there was a shooting and uh, Theresa May said something like, we're winning and we got to be bigger. I'm like, no, you're not. Every time you don't call for uh, going after these people and stopping them from doing this, they win. So this guy writes, this, this Muslim writer for the Toronto Sun writes, compassion for whom? For the dead? The dead don't need compassion. They need justice and truth. Was he calling for compassion towards the mass murderer, Fasal Hussein? It is possible, or is it possible, he was influenced by the spin doctoring of those promoting the theory the killer's actions were exclusively the result of mental illness. Yeah. Is that what Trudeau thought? Uh Uh-huh. Because that's what happened. So this guy decides to take a walk in the area where the shooting happened to get a feel for what people were thinking after the tragedy and everything else. And he writes, what shocked me was the absence of any large portraits of Reese and Juliana killed by this Hussein guy. What outraged me, he writes, was the obvious empathy for the killer as a victim, a victim of neglect by the system. The spin doctors, he writes, had been very successful in blindfolding the community into believing the system treated Hussein's supposed mental illness, right? Had they treated it, the tragedy would never have occurred. One of the makeshift memorials had people praying for the soul of the shooter. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there was one protester on Sunday, one protester that blamed the CBC, that's their, the media company up there, the TV, right, for covering up possible Islamic influences in the attack, uh, and it was confronted by a woman dressed up as a niqabi wrapped in red. So this woman, wrapped in red, you can only see her eyeballs, started provoking the protester by standing in front of him. People took video of this. Um... There was jostling, mainly by the woman, who you can only see her eyeballs, until she had help from her sympathizers. A man entered the fray and took the protester and pushed him into a a fountain at the park. People laughed. They cheered. Then police showed up, and instead of laying assault charges on the attacker, they dragged the victim, the guy that was thrown in the fountain away. That's what's happening in Toronto. So, you ready for this? This... Muslim writer for the Toronto Sun writes to the bleeding heart, guilt-ridden white liberals and leftists who attacked a single protester. I'd like to invite you to please pay attention to extracts of this month's sermon at the mosque on Thorncliffe Park that catered to the Muslim youth where Faisal Hussein the shooter lived. You ready? This is what was said at, 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 the, um, at one of the sermons. 
O Allah, count their number. Slay them, meaning non-Muslims, one by one and make them a lesson to their likeness. O Allah, defeat them and make the ground shake beneath their feet and show us in them the wonders of your might, for they are weak before you, O mighty, O powerful. O Allah, raise the standing of Islam and Muslims. So they're promoting killing people that aren't Muslim. And uh, and again, apparently uh, Trudeau was calling for compassion, time of compassion. You know, you sit back and think that these radical Islamic terrorists, they sit back and laugh. You know, we kill people and do this stuff, we get away with it, and instead of blaming us, they call for compassion and tell other people not to overreact. And they keep on doing it. They keep on doing it. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. He writes, we don't know whether Hussein was exposed to these prayers. We do know apologists justify prayers like these by suggesting they should not be taken literally, which is outrageous. The mosque put out a statement saying, we recognize some could intentionally or unintentionally misinterpret the text. We distance ourselves from such misinterpretations of the text, which fuel the fire of hatred. These texts fuel the fire of hatred. We read the words. You can't misinterpret them. They know exactly what they're doing. And uh, that's what's happening up in uh, in Canada. And this, you know, this has been a story that's been forgotten by the media. And I just thought it was something that you should hear. Because when you com- become complacent and then you're lied to by politicians and the media, you can't get the truth. And uh, it's something that needs to be talked about. You can comment if you'd like. We have other stuff to talk about. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And speaking of violence... You hear about the uh, violence up in Portland. We'll get to that. Uh, there's even a, a guy, a, a uh, alleged conservative, Brett Stevens. He used to write for the Wall Street Journal narrates for the New York Times. Big guest on uh, CNN, MSNBC. I think it's more on MSNBC. I think he's paid to be on MSNBC now. Anyway, he hates Trump, one of these guys. Uh, and he's not a conservative. He's like, a Je- he's like the Jeff Flake of columnists. He writes about uh, Trump's going to have blood on his hands for um for saying the media is the enemy of the people. He's, he's going to incite violence. Something's going to happen. Something did happen. Do you not remember, by the way, when that nut job shot up the congressman uh, playing baseball, the Republican congressman and senators? Uh, that was a Bernie supporter. You, you have Maxine Waters and other Democrats telling people to get in people's faces if you disagree with them. Haunt them. Uh, don't, you know... Like like when Sarah Huckabee Sanders was kicked out of a restaurant. I'll get you this coming back. Uh, Candace Owens, black conservative lady. Um, she was uh, harassed at a restaurant while eating breakfast. Wait till I tell you what these people that hate Candace Owens for her views won't let her eat breakfast. What they were yelling at her. A black conservative woman. That's coming up. It's It's nuts, man. It is absolutely nuts. It's coming up, KNST, AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. But I got to tell you this. Okay, so Candace Owens, really quick. Candace Owens is a black conservative uh, lady. She's very, very, very smart. With Turning Point USA, uh, she hit the jackpot last year when Kanye uh, tweeted out that Candace Owens, basically Candace Owens makes you think, or I, I like the way you think Candace Owens, and all of a sudden it was, oh my God, she's conservative. I mean, again, I, I hate saying the whole that she's black. It shouldn't matter. Um, but it does because, you know, the media is upset. She, it doesn't fit the bill, right? It does. How can you be black and like Trump and be conservative? I just don't get it. Well, apparently Candace Owens, um, 
was out to breakfast. She was there with, uh, I believe, the uh, the white Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA. Right, the big, big conservative organization. They go on all the college campuses, you name it. Right, so um, apparently, a whole bunch of people did, went into the restaurant where Candace was eating breakfast, and they started screaming at her with a megaphone. They literally went into the restaurant, formed a big giant circle around her in the restaurant while she's eating and started yelling at her through the megaphone. Right? So then she left and they harassed her as she left. I mean, this is this is not normal. Why aren't Democrats saying, stop doing that? You shouldn't harass people. Shouldn't they say that? So apparently, she tweeted, Charlie Kirk and I just got attacked and protested by Antifa for eating breakfast. They are currently following us through Philly. And she writes in caps, all black and Hispanic police force protecting us as they scream, F the racist police. Apparently all these Antifa people, by the way, were white. So not only were they saying F the racist police and there was not one white police officer protecting them at the time. They went in and harassed the black Candace Owen by chanting F white supremacy. It's on video. They, these white people start, I mean, it's like the world has gone upside down. This is why, how can there not be a red wave, right? They go into this restaurant and they start chanting at this black woman who happens to be conservative. F white supremacy. She's black. Really? So she's pushing white, white supremacy. Huh? Really? This is the insanity that is the other side. It's um, it's nuts. That's how intelligent they are, though. Like, who wants to be on that team? Unless you're literally out of your mind. Who, who really... I mean, it's just crazy, right? It's nuts. She, uh, by the way, that happened uh, this morning. That happened this morning. Uh, Candace Owen tweeted out right after that. Is there a colored only section for black police officers and black conservatives that I missed? I certainly didn't mean to impose on the white liberals because people were sitting there eating breakfast and these people came in and started yelling. I mean, I got to watch it to make sure there's no cursing again. But these people, I mean, a whole bunch of white people were just literally screaming at them with megaphones, megaphones. Well, you can react. There's so much. Um, uh, there's so much more that we need to talk about about this. And you got to hear what uh, white Trump hating. Uh, never Trumper, fake conservative columnist Brett Stevens wrote about a Trump responsible for violence. For violence. Violence could happen. This is violence that actually is happening. We'll get to that. This is going to be so good. Wait to hear what Brett Stevens had to say, and we'll see if we can play some of the chance coming up. Right now on KNST, it's Fox. Just so you know, you can listen at home by telling Alexa, play KNST on iHeartRadio. Yeah, enjoy the stimulation. All right, 842, three things I think you need to know. Number one uh, is that uh, Democratic candidate for governor here in Arizona, David Garcia, tells a crowd, imagine Southern Arizona with no wall. Videos on my page, KNST.com. You can see it for yourself. Second thing I think you need to know, that guy's dangerous. Second thing, it's true. 
Uh, the Trumpster. Midnight tonight. Sanctions start again on Iran. Midnight tonight. They start to squeeze them. And people are protesting in Iran because they are suffering because their their economy is in the dirt. And they don't agree with the terrorist dictator. So uh, we're making life very difficult for them. And Trump said, you want to meet? We can meet. Otherwise, I'll keep squeezing you. I'll keep squeezing you. Third thing, I think you need to know. A federal judge told the Trumpster by August 23rd, get DACA back running again because he never gave me a good enough reason as to why you wanted to stop it. Are you kidding me right now? These activist judges. Three things I think you need to know. Now, follow me on Twitter at Gary Lewis or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. I retweeted the video from Candace Owens and I even linked it up on my Facebook page. We can't play what they were shouting because there was too much cursing. They dumped some kind of liquid. I hope it wasn't urine on Charlie Cook, uh, Kirk, who she was having breakfast with. They started, these, these, these white people that start terrorizing her are chanting F white supremacy. I mean, it's, and I got a text from my buddy. It sounds like a lynch mob. It was like a lynch mob. I, again, for the media to come out and say, because Trump wrote that the media is the enemy of the people, that's going to incite violence. That's Where? Where is it? We've had all these different kinds of Trump rallies. Any, any media member targeted? The only people that get targeted are Trump supporters. And the media likes to ignore it, which is another reason why people can't stand the media. Things happen right in front of them. Now, if Candace Owens was liberal and she hated Trump and she was attacked by Trump supporters like this, this would be the lead story on all three networks. You do realize that, right? And it would be on all the cable news networks. But because this black woman is conservative and was attacked by white people, because she's conservative, it will be ignored. 100%. 100%. It's crazy to see what's what's going on. Trump tweeted over the weekend, the fake news hates me saying they are the enemy of the people only because they know it's true. I'm providing a great service by explaining this to the American people. They purposely cause great division and distrust. They can also cause war. They are very dangerous and sick. And all of a sudden, the media, they start you know crying. Woe is me. Oh, Trump is making it bad. Chuck Todd over the weekend said, Trump's trying to dehumanize us. He, oh, he's dehumanizing us. Oh, this is just terrible. Excuse me? You've done it for yourself. You sleepy-eyed <laughs> Chuck Todd. Um, all the violence that seems to take place. Now, I know the guy in Tucson, he made a mistake. He punched the guy. Black Trump supporter punched a white guy who was screaming KKK, KKK, thinking Trump's part of the KKK. That guy lost it. And you know what? He paid, He was at Davis Monthan. I think he may have even um, uh, been booted from the military. I've, that's, it's been a year or two, but I, I mean, he made a mistake. Made a mistake, was charged with a crime. Uh, remember the lady that was egged, though, by the whole group of Trump uh, of, of uh, Trump haters out in California? I mean, we had all this stuff. Again, this morning, Candace Owens at a restaurant getting shouted at. Kirsten Nielsen, same thing. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It's going on over and over and over. Mitch McConnell and his wife, for God's sakes. And they're not even Trump fans, Mitch McConnell and his wife. So, Brett Stevens is a uh, never-Trumper he was, he claimed to be a conservative, he used to write for the Wall Street Journal, hates Trump, everything about it. He's like the Jeff Flake of columnists. He wrote a uh, piece in the New York Times, Trump will have blood on his hands, when there actually was blood on the baseball field where Republicans were playing baseball, was it two, last year? Last or two years ago? I can't even remember now. 
It's been it's probably about a year and a half ago. Right? Um, that actually happened. And the media, after a day, were like, eh. But if a Republican would have shot Democrats, God forbid, anybody gets shot, God forbid, it had been the most unbelievable story. Gun control, you name it. I mean, it would have been there. I want you to hear what Brett Stevens, he was brought on MSNBC to explain his column because it needs explanation, right? Just just listen to this. Throw me up over there if you don't mind. Uh, you ready? Okay, here we go. Listen to this. So, uh, I mean, that's a heavy, that, that, that's a, those are heavy words. At the end of May, I wrote a column saying that ABC was right to cancel Roseanne because of a racist, tweets, uh, or racist tweet. Uh, I received a voicemail uh, the next day. Um, a man who sounded to me like... Um, white, male, late middle-aged, slightly southern accent, uh, fantasizing about me uh, and other journalists being killed, uh, being murdered by people with uh, AR-15s. Then that ended in a racist rant with the N-word used, I think, about um, uh, a dozen times. And then, and of course, that's every Trump supporter then, right? Have a nice day and love her. And then, and then he, he clicked off. That is the third time since Trump, uh, the Trump phenomenon began that I have been violently threatened by a Trump, uh, by someone who's clearly a Trump supporter. The only- we should also remind our audience that you're conservative. Yeah, no, well, he's not. but not 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 a fan of the president, and that's I think that's that that's what uh, is key here. The- now again, what happened is terrible. Nobody should be threatened. That's the third time. It's terrible. Shouldn't happen. Has there actually been violence? I've been threatened before. I've had to call police. I've had to get restraining orders. I don't talk about it, but it's happened. The only time I've been similarly threatened is by someone who later went to jail for uh, supporting Hezbollah. So I, I, we take this. <laughs> Uh, very seriously. Now, I put that voicemail to one side for four weeks and then the killing uh, at Annapolis at the Capitol Gazette. Five journalists mm-hmm. uh, murdered uh, murdered there. And that was because the guy was mad at what they did six years ago when they wrote a story about him. It had nothing to do with Trump. And he threatened him in the past. They went to the police. The police did nothing. And then you had the president going on about fake news. Now, I think when the president goes to his rallies and starts screaming about the fake news, the most he wants is for people. He just did fake news, trying to attribute that guy shooting the people in the newsroom to Trump. To give CNN's Jim Acosta a a middle finger. That's that's the emotion. But if a thousand people are giving Jim Acosta a middle finger, some subset of that, say 10 people, are people like my caller. And then some subset of that are going to be people who are willing to take it to the next step. There is someone out there. We live in the age of the active shooter, and the president is goading them. He is inciting them. He is not saying, get me, get rid of this turbulent priest, but he's not a child who doesn't know that he's, he's carrying a loaded gun. The blood will be on his hands the moment some whack job thinks that he's carrying out the instructions of the president and goes into a newsroom like the one behind us or the one in my news, news organization or yours and murders people. Incredible. Yeah. There you go. Well, does he know that because he knows his side, quote unquote, his side would do that and have done that? Well, he claims to be a conservative. But yeah, no, notice they never bring up the guy that actually shot at the baseball field. Right. Or all these people that are committing violence toward Trump supporters, chasing them, harassing them at restaurants for having just views. Apparently you can't have a view or a belief anymore. It's like China. They take you away. You believe that? We'll harass you. I mean, it's not the government doing it, but let me tell you, where, where are the Democrats? Where, where is he criticizing Maxine Waters for encouraging this behavior? And that's why people hate the news. They still, they're in their bubble. They're just... Whatever. 850, just annoying, isn't it? We'll continue. KNST AM 792 sounds more stimulating talk. Huh.
Bop, bop. Oh, hello. I can't believe we're at hour four already. Flying right by. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things that I think you need to know. Number one, Democrat. <laughs> thank you. Only if you could see this. Democratic candidate for governor, David Garcia, over the weekend, told a group, imagine Southern Arizona with no wall. That's his goal. He would fight Trump every step of the way, which is quite frightening. This guy's dangerous. He's dangerously stupid. He's a nut. Right? And he wants to be your governor. Second thing that I think you need to know. By the way, that video is on my page at KNST.com. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is a federal judge has said the Trumpster must start DACA by August 23rd because you didn't give me a good enough reason why you stopped it. I don't know, maybe because it's unconstitutional? Just throwing that out there. It is unconstitutional last time that I saw, but apparently not so much. Not so much or something like that. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> that's Yeah, good one. Good one. Third thing I think you need to know, the Trumpster putting pressure... Uh putting pressure on Iran. Uh, The sanctions that Obama lifted after giving them billions of dollars go back into effect at midnight tonight. Uh, Their economy is going to crumble even more. They're getting pressure at home from people that are just upset and fed up with that terrorist regime. So this is a a big deal. This is a huge deal. Three things I think you need to know. Um, Jeff Flake. Right? Jeff Flake. (laughs) This guy. When I was on vacation, I saw a tweet from him, and he was in Zimbabwe. Oh, the nights in Zimbabwe. And I'm like, we still have no freaking wall here. We're suffering in southern Arizona. And you're in Zimbabwe. This guy, I mean, finger on the pulse of someone that's dead. That's what it comes down to. That's Jeff Flake is the finger on the pulse of someone that is no longer living. Uh, and then I saw this from Breitbart. <clears throat> this is what's funny. Um, Zimbabwe was run by Mugabe. Remember that guy? Corrupt dictator, killed everybody, anybody got in his way, stole money, you name it, right? Um, Jeff Flake apparently wanted to go see this whole situation, the country's first election since Mugabe was ousted. Apparently, the opposition claims the vote count was rigged. The army there killed six protesters. But Jeff Jeff Flake said, quote, in a tweet, it's time for a new era of peace and prosperity. Protesters were killed by the army because they thought the, the votes, the count was rigged. All parties in Zimbabwe need to call for calm as election results are announced. The people of Zimbabwe, he wrote, have endured enough. It's time for a new era of peace and prosperity. The hell is he talking about? What is he? What is he doing? So uh, Emerson Manangagagagawa, whatever of Mugabe's political party, was declared the winner by the very narrow margin of fifty point eight percent, just enough to get through fifty percent plus one. To avoid a runoff, that's from the African News Agency. He defeated somebody named Nelson Chamiza of the Movement for Democratic Change. 
They called the result fake. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, about these six protesters killed, Jeff Flake said this. Exactly. He said nothing. He said nothing about it. Nothing. Uh, AP reports, so far international observers have issued mixed reviews, calling Monday, meaning last Monday's elections, peaceful and a break from the past, but expressing grave concern about the military's excessive use of force. Wow. They criticized the three-day delay in releasing the results of the presidential vote, saying it raised concerns about possible manipulation. Imagine that. We're not going to let you know who won for three days. But Jeff Flake didn't care. Didn't care. He tweeted a picture counting ballots in a tent in rural Zimbabwe by kerosene and candlelight. Democracy doesn't get any better than this. People died. Three-day delay. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he then issued a press statement four days later on Friday. Right? On Friday. He said, over the past several days, I've had the privilege of observing Zimbabwe's historic elections. After decades of misrule by Robert Mugabe, misrule, huh? Misrule? Zimbabwe deserves a, to have a government worthy of its people. After a day of peaceful voting on July 30th, the violence, he finally mentioned the violence. On August 1st, I claimed the lives of at least six people and many more was a throwback to old days. So he finally mentioned it days later. But there you go, Jeff Flake. Um, still never called uh, Marianne Mendoza about her son, the police officer, killed by an illegal alien driving drunk the wrong way on a highway. But he's out there looking out for Zimbabwe because that's what Jeff Flake thinks is important, which is why Jeff Flake had to say, I'm quitting a year and a half early uh, because nobody likes me. So there's your Jeff Flake update right there. <clears throat> Jeff Flake. Speaking of never Trumpers. Trump had a rally in Tampa Bay, right? Um, he had a rally there in Tampa Bay. And there was a guy that was kind of a never-Trumper. I mean, he flat out was. Fox News actually had a chance to talk to him. Um, where are those sound bites and that stuff? Uh, oh, here we go, number 20. Before the rally, they talked to him. And, he, you know, he had some decent things to say, but he wasn't really a Trump guy. Uh, before Trump had his rally, while this guy was waiting to get in, he told Fox News this. Here we go. He's worried he wouldn't be a good Republican. And honestly, he's changed my mind a lot. You know, the best thing he's done, in my opinion, is the tax cuts and the Supreme Court pick. So, and if he keeps doing a good job, I will. So I didn't vote for anybody in 2000, uh, this very last election. Mm. Uh, but this time around, I probably will vote for him. Probably will. We'll see. Well, they caught up with him, Fox News, after the Trump rally in Tampa. And uh, this is what this guy had to say. Here we go. I agree with him. We need to make America strong again. We need to make America great again. And I like most of what I heard. So, you know, coming from a guy that didn't like him to liking him now, I think that's a step up, right? All because he saw him, because he listened to the words. Didn't worry about what the media said. He just flat out listened to the words. Funny how that works, isn't it? Funny. Yeah. Uh, however, there's no hope for the guys uh, like Jeff Flake or uh, Brett Stevens, that that Dingleberry. And that's true. He is. It's exactly what he is. Just a flat out Dingleberry. 
And then, of course, Cory Booker. One more. This, this, this just cracks me up. I want to do one more by Cory Booker. 26. He was at the Netroots thing. The same thing that David Garcia was. Um, and Cory Booker, uh, despite things going really well, I just don't understand how there could be a blue wave. Do people see what he sees? Jobs are being created. The economy is roaring. Wages are going up. And yet, Cory Booker said this. I'm a big believer that if America, if this country hasn't broken your heart, then you don't love her enough. Because there's things that are savagely wrong in this country. Savagely wrong. There's a normalcy of injustice that we've accepted. Wait, what? What? What's savagely wrong? You know what's savagely wrong in this country? The fact that Democrats and the media don't condemn the actual violence that's really taking place on conservatives. Again, this morning, Candace Owens eating breakfast, black woman, surrounded by a bunch of white people, the white Antifa goons, yelling F white supremacy. These are white people yelling at a black conservative lady. They they went into the restaurant which is having breakfast, and they're yelling at this black woman as if she's pushing white supremacy. That's how stupid these people are. And they act as if the president, you know, one of these days, someone's going to get violent because of what the president says. There actually is violence going on right now. Look what happened in Portland. You had Antifa over the weekend. In Antifa in Providence, they used violence to stop a freedom rally. People wanting to actually have a rally uh, for freedom. They're pro-Trump people using their First Amendment rights. These people got violent. In Berkeley, 20 people arrested. Weapons. They had pepper spray. They had knives. They had. They were throwing feces. and all kinds. They always throw feces in urine. They do that stuff. Um, in Portland, there were people arrested. And do you know that the Portland Democratic mayor is also the police commissioner there? And he let this all happen? Yeah. This is actual stuff that's happening. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal. Anarchy breaks out in Portland with the mayor's blessing. It did. It, it The mayor's blessing. So they were there for five weeks protesting ICE. They were across the street from ICE protesting. They were yelling racial, racial epithets at the police officers that were minorities. But they're the good people, right? And again, Democrats and media never condemn these people. Trump condemned them. He was called racist when Charlottesville happened. So it says here, along the trolley tracks behind the ICE field office in Portland, a biohazard cleanup crew works under police protection. These are the same people, by the way, that love the environment. Where they were for five weeks became a literal biohazard. They found needles. They have used needles, buckets of human waste, all simmering in 100-degree heat. The smell of urine and feces fills the block. From about 200 people that were occupying this whole area. Feces and urine. So they're gone now, but a community is left reeling. There was a mob. They surrounded ICE for all these. They were the Antifa people. They surrounded them for a long time. Um, Just so you know, the mayor. The mayor was responsible for this. Part of it. Police stayed away. As ICE, agent, ICE agents were under attack, police stayed away. The Portland Police Bureau's deputy chief, Robert Day, wrote to federal officers pleading for help, quote, at this time, I'm denying your request for additional resources. Isn't that nice? These people had signs calling ICE employees Nazis, white supremacists, running concentration camps, you name it. Federal workers, these ICE officers, defenseless. One ICE officer didn't want to be named, said one of his colleagues was trailed in the car, confronted when he went to pick up his daughter from summer camp. People then showed up at his house. Another had his name and photo plastered on flyers outside his home, accusing him of being part of the Gestapo. 
Where were the police ordered away by Democratic Mayor Ted Wheeler, who doubles as police commissioner? He tweeted out, quote, I do not want the Portland police to be engaged or sucked into a conflict, particularly from a federal agency that I believe is on the wrong track. If ICE is looking for a bailout from this mayor, they're looking in the wrong place. That's the blue wave that's coming? I don't think so. We'll continue. 921. Uh, there's more. We have to get into, uh, well, there's there's more of this, this violence. It's Again, it's right there, right in front of you. And what happens? Nothing. We'll talk more about Cory Booker, too. He got caught taking a picture holding a sign that he claimed he didn't realize it was what it actually said. Wait till you hear this one. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Nation. Nine twenty-seven. Garrett Lewis with you. Thank you for hanging out. Going to be 108. Chance of an isolated storm. Greater chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow through Sunday. Cooling down to uh, the uh, low to mid 100s tomorrow. So you should feel a big difference, said no one. But anyway, <clears throat> what? It's true. All of it. Every single one of it. True. Uh, again, there was more violence out in uh, Portland uh, besides what I just told you about. Apparently over the weekend... Uh, there were uh, there were Trump people. Even a reporter got whacked in the head. There was blood everywhere. Did you hear about this anywhere? Because I didn't. I saw it on the Gateway Pundit. They have pictures to back it up. Apparently, there was a uh, conservative group trying to do what they do, use their First Amendment rights, but the Antifa people didn't like that. So an Antifa guy came up and just clubbed the dude in the head. Club to the head. He's bleeding on the ground. There's a police officer, the picture of a police officer tending to the wound. Yeah, it was the Patriot Prayer. Uh, Trump supporting Patriot Prayer Group in Portland, Oregon. They've clashed in other states. They've clashed, I believe, in Portland before. Um, Portland police were there, ready for this, apparently. You had a black-clad Antifa thug using a club, scrap of a weapon, to hit a guy right in the head. Um... Or hit him with a flag. Appears to be a flag. And uh, the other guy dropped to the ground. His blood gushing from his head. Uh, It's. There are people tweeting about this. They got it on video. They were uh, struggling for a flag. And the black clad man hit the dude in the head before he drops. Some guy writes. I was watching the blood pour out of his head onto the street. I mean, it's this is just sick. And it happened several times. This is actual violence. You have these Antifa uh, resistance people that are doing this, and yet the media is like, Trump's going to make someone get violent, and there's violence already happening. I can't say that enough. Now on to the nutjob Cory Booker. Again, you can't forget that Cory Booker is the guy that fictitiously created some kind of a character that he said he grew up with a drug dealer. He wrote in a book, I knew this guy. He did this. He did this. Blah, 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 blah. And it turns out he made it all up. T-Bone. Remember, that's what it was, T-Bone. T-Bone, that's right. He knew a guy, and then he helped him. T-Bone. And it was a total lie. He must be president. So Cory Booker took a picture on Friday at the Netroots Nation, where you heard him say earlier that there's something savagely wrong with America. No, it's finally right. Same again conference where David Garcia, you said that, imagine a southern Arizona without a wall. Awesome. So anyway, 
uh, Cory Booker was asked to take a picture with people, and they gave him a sign to hold. Um, there's a woman standing next to Cory Booker. It's two women and a guy. And it's hard to read the woman's shirt, but it was tweeted out by Palestinian Rights on Twitter. And they wrote, excited to be here at Netroots Nation, talking with progressives like Senator Cory Booker about our shared commitment to freedom, justice, and equality for all people. And she has a shirt on that says, Palestine's a feminist, queer, refugee, racial justice, and I couldn't read the bottom of it. So you get the idea, right? So they gave him a sign to hold. And it's a sign of a brick wall being broken with words. And it says, from Palestine to Mexico, all the walls have got to go. So it's obviously an anti-Israel sign. Because Israeli has the wall to keep the, the terrorists out from doing acts of terrorism. Imagine that, right? That's what's at the Netroots Nation. You got these anti-Semites, these uh, haters of Israel. Uh, the Palestinians are terrorists. They... Yeah, whatever. So anyway, I mean, they teach their kids to hate Jews and to whatever. You know it. So he's standing there. He has that sign. And he takes, he's smiling and he takes a picture. Well, apparently there's an update. Um, Cory Booker apparently didn't realize what the sign said. Reading must not really be that important, huh? Um he says he didn't read the sign, didn't know what it didn't know it was about Israel. So the sign says from Palestine to Mexico, all the walls have got to go. He didn't realize it was about Israel. Didn't read the sign. Sorry about that. Uh, his office didn't respond to the Washington Free Beacon for a while. Again, the security barriers stopped terrorists that are in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip from actually entering Israel. So the sign says you should remove those. So I guess they can keep on going. But they put it out state, his office put out a statement saying he didn't know what was written on the sign he was holding. Well, then you're an idiot. Again, you're just as stupid as Sheriff Joe. And yet this will be ignored, and then, then Jews will vote Democrat, and I just don't understand why. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but whatever. Um, there's more also, by the way. This is getting more and more traction. I saw this when I was on vacation, and it's finally getting more. Do you know there's a big-time Democratic senator uh, that had a Chinese spy working for her for 20 years? And yet they want to say that Trump is a traitor, and he's in bed with Russia and all this other stuff, and he's a danger? Did I mention to you this senator was also part of the Intelligence Committee? We'll get to that coming up. Don't go anywhere. Right now on KNST, it's Chen. All right, 943. How you doing? Garrett Lewis with you. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Democratic candidate for governor in Arizona, David Garcia. Literally dangerous with his ideas. Told a, a Netroots crowd over the weekend at, at their big conference. Uh, imagine Southern Arizona without a wall. That's what his goal is. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. He may not be the biggest fan of Ducey. I like some things. I don't like others. Do I trust? It's hard to trust a guy like that. I mean, any politician except for I mean, really kind of Trump and a few others. Um, we're in a much, much bigger world of hurt if this David Garcia ever got close to the 
the governorship. Second thing that I think you need to know, by the way, that video is on my page at KNSD.com. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is uh, Trump is uh, imposing uh, sanctions on Iran at midnight tonight. The sanctions that Obama took away after he gave them billions of dollars. What a stupid deal that was, huh? So this is going to put the real financial squeeze on Iran where they come to the table and do what we want so there's peace or they're going to get I mean, they're in a lot of trouble. There's there's people protesting in the streets all over Iran because of how bad the country is doing economically. Third thing, I think you need to know, and this is something that's big, really, really, really big. Senator Dianne Feinstein apparently for 20 years had a driver that was Chinese. Turns out he was a spy for the Chinese government. Are you kidding me right now? This is getting more and more traction as it should. Remember, Trump's the idiot, right? He's the fool. Senator Dianne Feinstein was the chair of the intelligence agency while this Chinese spy was her gopher and driver. 20 years. 20 years. But you got to worry about Trump. Three things I think you need to know. Hang on. Jack, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hi, Jack. I just got in my truck and heard you talking about that Democrat politician holding a sign. Cory Booker. That yes. That, yes, that... Uh, he didn't read it, and he didn't know anything about it, yada, yada. That's kind of <laughs> commonplace for Democrat politicians, isn't it? we got to uh, pass Obamacare without reading it. You know, Uranium One without reading it. Iran nuclear deal without reading it. We just won't read. They can't read writing. No, you're right. It's they, written. They, can't, they don't understand it. Well, they don't want to because it seems like most of the bills are written by lobbyists. And, and, they, and they control the senators and the congressmen. We helped you get here. We did donations. So now do what we do what we want you to do. And you have all you have former congressmen and senators helping write these bills and putting pressure on friends because they say we're donating to you. And that's where Trump steps in and says, I don't need your money. But you're right, they don't read. Again, let me let me play this for you real quick. Hang on. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Yeah, it's genius. Genius. They are. Yeah, you're right. They are. Have a great week. You too, Jack. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So uh, even the San Francisco uh, media is actually opening up about Diane Feinstein. Details surface about Chinese spy who worked for Senator Feinstein. This is I saw this over vacation. And you're not hearing a lot about this, though, are you? Was it big last week, Ryan, when I was gone? Maybe on talk radio it was. But did you hear in the media? Did you see anything on the news? No. But they'll talk about Trump and Trump. Trump's, oh, before we get to the Diane Feinstein, did you hear the latest media screw up about Trump? And his tweet, remember when uh, Don Jr. had the meeting with the Russians during the, the campaign, right? Before Trump won the election. And uh, he was told the meeting was about some Russians that have some dirt on Hillary. So Don Jr. took the meeting, didn't tell his dad about it, took the meeting. There's nothing illegal about it. Turns out the Russians were lying. They wanted to talk about the McGinsky Act and other stuff and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden he's like, see, there's collusion. What, what are they even talking about? The facts don't add up, but they want to just know people to know in a very stupid way. Trump, Trump Tower, Russians meeting. See, he's in bed with them. When you actually find out what it's about, not so much. Not so much. So Trump over the weekend sent out a tweet. And it's not really different than the tweet that he sent last year. Right? Um, he tweeted. Fake news reporting, a complete fabrication that I am concerned 
about the meeting my wonderful son Donald had in Trump Tower. This was a meeting to get information on an opponent totally legal and done all the time in politics, and it went nowhere. I did not know about it. Last July, he tweeted almost the same thing. But all of a sudden, the media is treating as if this is new. Oh, Trump's in trouble. He, in trouble with what? Remember when John McCain went to go get a, sent an emissary to get a dossier from foreign agents about Trump? That's okay, right? That's all right. But this is too much. Last July, he tweeted about Don Jr., right? Don Jr., and, um, well, he had a meeting with Russians to try to get dirt on Hillary. It happens. That was the same tweet he did last year. There's nothing new here. But the media acts as if, oh, this is it. This is the smoking gun. This is why you can't believe anything they say. They have an agenda. The agenda is to try to make Trump look terrible, to make you hate him and not vote for him. So we had a fake created paid for dossier, right, which is absolute as fake and as bad as it can be. Yes. And somebody who was trying to peddle some sort of information that they wouldn't listen for. Yes. They, they went to, to, to they lied about it. what they let's have a meeting based on this. When you get to the meeting, it's about something else. OK, yeah. so uh, which is worse? The media lying about it. So here's the tweet from July 7th, 2017, last year. Mm. Most politicians would have gone to a meeting like the one Don Jr. attended in order to get info on an opponent. That's politics. Yeah. And then yesterday, fake news reporting a complete fabrication that I'm concerned about the meeting my wonderful son Donald had in Trump Tower. This was a meeting to get information on an opponent, totally legal and done all the time in politics. And it went nowhere. I did not know about it. How is that? It's not new news. It's the same thing. But they want you to not read the facts, find the information, just go with what they're saying. It's what they want to do. It's crazy how that happens, isn't it? So anyway, really quick, uh, Senator DiFi, who spent 20 freaking years with a Chinese spy as her driver. Is the media grilling her about this? How could you be so stupid? How could you let this happen? It's, it's up there with Hillary and the server, right? Unprotected. Uh, by the way, um, again, this guy's a spy. He's a communist for China. It happened five years ago, but this guy was by her side for almost 20 years. Even though he was, this guy was booted, they forced him to retire, that's it. Five years ago, now it's just surfacing. Why now? Why not five years ago? Huh. So, Politico originally reported this, that the staffer for Senator Feinstein turned out to be a Chinese spy who reported back to the Chinese government officials about local politics. San Francisco Chronicle had more details. Column written by reporters Phil Mateer and Andy Ross. It revealed the Chinese spy was Feinstein's driver, who also served as a gopher in her Bay Area office, was also a liaison to the Asian-American community. Uh-oh. Even attended Chinese consulate functions for the senator. And she was the chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee at the time. Apparently, reports say she was mortified when the FBI told her she'd be infiltrated. Again, she's 83 years old. 83 years old. And she's running for re-election. She's 83, 84. Maybe she's 84. Maybe she's 82. She's up there. She's a freaking fossil. No offense if you're that age. It's okay. You're not a senator. And she got duped by this guy. Investigators reportedly concluded the driver hadn't leaked anything of substance and Feinstein forced him to retire. Did they not bring him up on charges? How is this possible? 
Shouldn't there be a big public investigation on this? But instead, we talk about this Russia collusion thing, which, by the way, I don't have time to play it. Mark Penn, Hillary's and Bill's uh, pollster and Democratic consultant, said the whole Mueller investigation is like the biggest waste of time in American history. It's a big deal. Huge deal. 952, we'll continue. It's KNST.